Almighty God, how good it is to gather here in your house today to come together with fellow believers, both online and in person, to yoke our hearts together as we magnify your name, join in praise to you, and in these moments of prayer. Oh God, how we invite your spirit to have right away in all of our hearts and lives this morning. And so we gather in confession this moment all those things that we, Lord, have failed in our walk with you, we surrender. We ask forgiveness. Lord, we come with thanksgiving today. Realizing how you've been near to us throughout this challenging time. The provisions, the blessings, We give you thanks. Lord, certainly we gather here with our petitions today. Hear the prayers of your people, all of the hearts that ache today, the people who are ill and quarantined, we pray for them. Others, Lord, who have experienced loss, whether it be the job loss or income loss or health, loss, or even a loved one who has died, especially God, comfort the hearts of your people. And all of those needs, Lord, that are so present in our hearts this morning, may we just cast them upon you and be reminded that you care for us. And we join together in that prayer that you taught us to pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. And give us this day our daily bread. And forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. Well, we are receiving our offering in different ways, are we not, in this time? So many people are joining now using the app or supporting the church through the uh, online uh, possibilities that are before us. But we also have a basket out uh, in our lobby, and we invite you, if you still give the old-fashioned way, which often I do, is with a check or cash, we invite you to give and I want to just say how much we are all touched by the generosity of our church family that even in this challenging time people have continued to really support the church and our mission which is to make disciples of Jesus Christ so let me ask you what if you know that is a two-word question that I faced all of my life what if what if I had just done this? What if I had really given my all to this mission? What if I had studied more? But I've got that A. What if this would have happened? Would it have turned out differently? You know, all my life I have really pondered that question. 
what if? And it's a question that we are challenging you here today. What if? What if God was in control of your life? Now, there's an image we have had on the screen here for a couple of weeks. And, uh, you know, we all carry this around with us, or at least uh, many of us do. Or maybe it's on your phone, your bank account. And, you know, that image there says, I'm a piece of paper and I control your life. And, you know, for a lot of people, this piece of paper controls their life. I mean, if you'd be honest, you're working daylight till dark. You're striving for upward mobility so you can get more and more. So you can have more and more and more and more. And for a lot of people, money is controlling their life. But maybe it's not money for you. Maybe it's something else today that's really controlling your life. Maybe it's besides all the clocks and the calendar and all the busy schedule. Maybe it's a career that you just are so committed to. It's really the top priority in your life. Maybe it's technology. You know, I know so many people today that can't do anything because they're so tied to their phone or the internet. Maybe today it's even something far different. I got to ask today, maybe it's anger or bitterness. Maybe some event took place at another time in your life and it so hurt you that you just live a life right now full of bitterness and you just want to get back. You're still feeling angry at something that's happened before and you just can't get over it and it just follows you around like a cloud. I'm going to ask you today, what if you would give your life totally to Jesus? What if? What is? Now, I know these are crazy times. We've all acknowledged that. But still yet, I've noticed over the last few months, people are still going about their daily routines. The ball fields are still full. The bike paths are still packed. The internet is, internet's still busy. The interstate Lots of people buzzing around, going here and there. I have no idea where everybody's going with everything closed down, but people sure are out there. And I just wonder today, who is really in control of your life? Many things that wrestle for our hearts and struggle for our souls. And so we're challenging you today to really take an honest assessment of who is the boss in your life? Who is in control? In your life. I've been pondering over the last few months and weeks of what it would be like post-COVID for our church family and what could it really be like if we recommitted ourselves to making Jesus known here in new and fresh and exciting ways. Ways that would really be relevant and connect with families and children and youth and, and people who are struggling in our community and what could we do even better as a church family, if we would just yoke together and recommit ourselves to spread the gospel of hope and offer Jesus to this community. I know in our day, let's be honest, a lot of churches are in decline. We hear about it, especially here in the North American continent, as it seems like the church is almost in retreat. Maybe not so much in other parts of the world, but here it seems in our United States that many people are really in retreat and we don't want to do that we want to be bold with the gospel stand on biblical principles and proclaim the truth 
and offer the hope of Jesus to this world. I know it's been for me a very incredible blessing to be your pastor, and I can't tell you how much I am proud of this church and just so just so uh, blessed to be your pastor and to be part of such a wonderful congregation. And I know there have been many years that have been up. There's been some other years that have been down. And I know this past year is not one that any of us really look forward to. It was something completely out of the blue and caught us all off guard. And here we sat even today with masks on, wondering what's going to happen next. But I got to tell you, in the middle of it all, this church is still flourishing. And I see it all the time. I hear it from ministry leaders, I see it, and I am seeing the evidence of lives changed and people touched. And today, as we speak to you as a ministry staff and team, we want to share kind of a snapshot, if you will, about how God is working in our midst, how God's working in the life of this congregation, and maybe a hint of what's to come. So I want to invite Tara to come, Tara Yunker, who oversees our outreach and all of our evangelistic opportunity, and to have her to share just a bit about what's been going on with outreach. Good morning, everyone. It's so nice to see your faces, to be here with you today. So I'm going to start with the what if. What if we each felt and knew so greatly inside of us the unconditional love of God that it poured out unto others? In 1 John 3, 1, see what great love the Father has lavished on us, that we should be called children of God, and that is what we are. So when we know in our very being that we are loved children of God, it shows in our actions and how we live our life. So what if we took that love inside of us and poured it out onto the community? And that's what we are striving to do through our outreach ministries, to be living examples of God's love to individuals and to families. For the single mom whose breast cancer has returned and is now in her brain, we are making Jesus known by stopping, listening, and praying with her each time she visits our pantry. Our notes of support and encouragement remind her that she is not alone. And for her young son that comes with her each time, our volunteers remember Adam's name. They call Adam by name each time he's here, and they know he loves Gatorade, and they give him a special treat. And what if we took the love that God gives us and reflected it onto others who are different than us? In Psalm 82.3, defend the cause of the weak and the fatherless, maintain the rights of the poor and the oppressed. And that's what we are doing through our outreach ministries, showing love and mercy to people right where they are, not seeing differences and not acting out of pity, but looking at them through the eyes of God by being an intentional relationship with them so they can see God's love in each of us. By praying with a man before his medical test on a Tuesday night and then being present afterwards and being intentional. By sending a scripture to a young girl whose mom just entered hospice, we are being intentional. And sometimes we get to make dinner for a new mom being intentional. Each Tuesday night, we are here offering the community a warm, homemade dinner. And during that time, we offer assurances of God's love through our continual presence. Every Tuesday night for over 10 years, we have been here for our community through stepping forward, offering love and support. And because who knew that our what ifs would include what if there was a global pandemic? And now we have people who are experiencing loneliness, who are scared, unemployed, hungry, and homeless. What if we showed God's love 
by meeting the needs of the community. During this time of uncertainty, when so many are struggling to make ends meet, the Faith Community Food Pantry continues to offer families needed food and personal care items. To the over 680 families who have come to us during this struggling time, we have been there to offer support and love. For the family who had to close their business during the pandemic, we showed them mercy and kindness. For the single mom who has a disabled son, sorry, has a disabled son, she says the groceries that she receives from the pantry helps her pay her rent. And I don't know if there's photos behind me, but even when it was blazing hot and the rain was pouring down, when the boxes are heavy and there was too many to even count, the volunteers were there making Jesus known by their continued presence and their continued commitment. The community saw us continually being there even when it was hard. We are all blessed in so many ways with the work of everything that Tara and all the staff and the team, so many people serving in so many ways to reach those in our community. And I know we've got some new things happening in discipleship. Something called Zoom has been in our world now, and Dwayne's going to come and share a bit about adult discipleship. Well, I, like Tim, love those two words, what if, because it uh, helps me imagine what if these huge promises in the Bible, these huge challenges in the Bible that sometimes feel so out there and unattainable, what if they were actually promises and opportunities that you and I could actually do? What if we could do the things that Jesus did? Now there's this BHAG, big, hairy, audacious goal. I don't know if you've heard of BHAGs before, but there's this BHAG in John chapter 14, verse 12, that says, very truly I tell you, whoever believes in me, that's us, that's y'all, me included, whoever believes in me will do the works I have been doing. And my question is, what if that were true? If we just came and wrestled with this text and said, I want to own that as a promise for me and as a challenge for me. But Jesus goes on to say, and they will do even greater things than these because I am going to the Father. Uh, this morning over in the uh, contemporary, there was a video that was shown on the screen before we started. And this picture of like in the beginning and then what it looks like to actually learn something new, they showed a little boy at a t-ball. And I thought, oh, this is such a good example. How can I start to do the things that Jesus did? Very simple, like t-ball. And then in the next frame, you see this uh, big stadium filled pre-COVID. And you see an amazing guy just, and you assume that he's cranking a home run. How do you get from t-ball to being in the big leagues and hit a home run? That's what impresses me. That's what excites me. What if we had a group of learners, disciples, that took seriously some of these statements in the Bible and they said, what if? What if I started at t-ball and I got better and better and better, 1% at a time, and I somehow lived the reality of John 14, 12? 
there are about 30 people right now that are taking this challenge seriously and another challenge that's found in 1 Corinthians 11.1 1, where Paul says, follow my example as I follow the example of Christ. Paul took this, this challenge seriously and thought, what if I had a life worth imitating and I could invest it in other people who would invest it in other people so that we reach the entire world? One of the other things that I imagine, what if, what if we were not only a praying community at home and within our minds when we're driving and when we're sitting in our favorite comfy chair, but what if as a church we were a praying church together? So I've asked, uh, asked a number of people, what if you set in your schedule from 8.50 to 9.20 Sunday mornings just to gather and pray as a group? Historically, the church has both been praying in their closets and they've gathered to pray corporately. So one of the things I'm excited about in the next year is what if we were known as a praying church? And then the other thing that I'm excited about is just this idea of as we go out, whether it's stepping forward or we have different kinds of outreaches, what if our lives could be so contagious that just by offering to pray for someone else, it would be like a pebble in a lake that would set kind of this ripple effect that would go on and on to other people. Last week, I believe it was, you saw the video of Joey. And this past week, I had lunch with him at Skyline. And he's telling me now, this guy who not long ago was so addicted to heroin that his parents had to board up the house so he couldn't come in and steal from them, he is now praying and believing that his family is going to receive Jesus. I'm like, hello, this is what it's all about. And the ripple effect starts with, hey, you look like you need prayer. May I pray for you? And it starts a change in a person that goes on to other people. What if? What if? What if? Thank you, Dwayne. And then there's family ministry. And Jeff's been working with our children's teams and our, our youth and I want him to share a bit about family ministry. Good morning. I just made a loud noise up here that threw me off. Uh, when we began this year, I remember meeting with, with the, the children team, I'm representing family ministry, uh, Misty and Kelly and Jen and then Tim. And we were coming up with all of these ways, not just to reach children and not just to reach teens, but to bring families together. And then a couple weeks later, it's like, oh yeah, by the way, there's going to be a global pandemic, as Tara said. And I remember when, when I heard that, when we had the big staff meeting, I'm like, okay, well, you know, I'll do a couple online things, we'll figure out stuff, and then in, in May, we'll be fine. Well, it's past May now, uh, but we are fine. And so what I want to start with is the temptation for all of us is to look at this year as a lost year, to look at all of the negatives and all of the bad. And we, a lot of people have lost a lot of things. People have lost their lives. They've lost loved ones. They've lost jobs. They've lost money, all kinds of things. Uh, hopefully next week, Ohio State will have a loss and we'll go from there. But <laughs> thank you. I've got one member in the audience. But uh, what if, instead of looking at the ashes of 2020, we look at the beauty that can come from it. We look at what we can gain, what we can take forward, what we can learn, how we can connect more, like Dwayne was saying, like Tara was saying. And just to look back at some of the things the, the kids department, the children have done, they have been doing, as you 
probably seen on Facebook, the 11 o'clock uh, Faith Kids, like a Sunday school every week for people to reach people, which goes out not just to ours, but everybody can see that. Uh, they, they were able to do uh, different things with, with VBS, a, a virtual VBS, which was different, but it was still a connection. It was a way to, to grow together, a way to say, hey, you know what? We still love you. You still matter. You're still with Jesus no matter what. And it was such a cool thing. And then as we began to transition more into a few in-person things with youth starting, uh, they, they began a Bible action study plan every other week uh, coinciding with youth with not just the kids but with families too. And they've actually built that to a part where it's ready to break out into another group. Uh, they, they did a resurrection egg deal that was online, but also they gave them to, to families, a Halloween socially distanced uh, parade, and, and one of my favorite costumes, just to take a side note, I'm watching the clock, uh, there was a plague doctor, which I thought was super clever, but I'll let you think about that one, but anyway, uh, they also do upwards camps, Mondays and Wednesdays, it'll start back again after the new year, and they're still looking, we are all still looking forward to see what we can learn, what has worked, what, what can build and so they're working on a Bible lock-in just this morning they gave away Bibles to third graders to say hey the Bible is still true no matter what uh, VBS a huge VBS next year even if it's on virtual or even if it's hybrid or whatever uh, a rock railroad like this big deal to bring kids closer to Jesus and for youth uh, we began with zooms on Mondays and Wednesdays with game time and small group and uh, you've probably seen my face on Facebook for, which works out there, on Facebook with a virtual uh, message every single week. And I'm going to continue to do those, even with holiday weeks, uh, to have something there so that the teens and anybody else that wants to watch can see that the message of the Lord keeps going forward no matter what is happening around us. Um, we began in August to go every other week with youth. Uh, and it was challenging at times, especially when you'd get to game time or something, and, and I'd speak with Rob and you know, be like, oh, we could do this. Oh, wait, no, you have to touch something. Oh, we could do that. Oh, no, you have to take a mask off. And like it's going, and so a lot of trivia games, but it works. And then the message, and, and just being together, and I, I, that's going to, to change for a little bit, but after the new year, we'll come back and we'll keep building and growing and moving forward and then looking ahead. I've got such big hopes for the, the youth department with the youth leadership team. Uh, Dwayne has reached out to me about giving the, the juniors and seniors a, a leadership chance with huddles and, and giving them training. Uh, I want to do different things like giving the teens a chance to speak like Jenna did on a Thursday at Faith and, and things like that and just really focusing on discipleship, on leadership, on building things. Uh, and then just as I, I wrap up, 2020, and this is the theme everybody has said, is not what any of us pictured, not at all. But as long as there is life, there is hope. And that's something that I'm very fond of saying. As long as there is life, there is hope. And where two or three are gathered, whether it's online or in person or some mix of the two, there's Jesus. Uh, he works no matter what, and he's there no matter what. And so no matter what 2021 brings, we can learn things and take things and grow from this. And as I said, to take beauty from the ashes of the, this year to build, to bring families together, to bring people to, to Jesus and to make him known. I'm going to give it to Tim. Thank you so much, Jeff, Dwayne, Tara. You know, of all the places that we could be today, we've decided online and here in person to join together and to worship the Lord. 
And you know, outreach is wonderful and we need to be outreach oriented. Discipleship is the heartbeat of people growing in the Lord. And then family ministry, supporting our families, our children, how much we want to instill our Christian values in our youth. But there's another important piece of what we do here at Faith, and that's worship. Worship. I saw a survey not long ago, and lots of people took this survey from lots of different churches, and a large percentage of people said they go in on Sunday to worship and they don't encounter God. Boy, that really hit home for me because I want to be part of a church where people can encounter God on Sunday morning, where people can really sense the Spirit of God alive, where they can hear the Word, they can have their cup filled, and uh, their soul fed. And I want to be part of a church that's Christ-centered, biblically-based, a church that proclaims the gospel, the truth of God's Word, and stands faithfully on God and filled with the Spirit. And I'm so excited to be part of a church like that, a part of a church like we have here at Faith. You know, post-COVID, I believe that our church is going to continue to offer multiple worship experiences like we have been, uh, you know, with traditional and contemporary experiences, but also online worship. I think many people understand that nowadays uh, we need that presence out online and there's people that are online joining us today that are not necessarily members of our church, but they're looking for a church. And this is a wonderful way that we can continue to proclaim the gospel. And what about outdoors? You know, when we were told we couldn't really gather indoors, it wasn't best practice for us to gather with large groups of people and worship. We decided to go outdoors. And I think the faith on the lawn was such a wonderful experience for so many people. People really felt like, this is great. We can gather here outdoors in God's creation and sing our praise to the Lord. And, you know, I think that kind of thing is probably in our future to continue, even after post-COVID. You know, they tell us, after all, that 30% of America work on Sunday and are not able to get to church. And what would it look like if we offered multiple opportunities for people to come and worship the Lord? We need your help to do these kinds of things and much more. In a couple of weeks, we're going to do something else, and it's a live nativity. We're so excited about this wonderful opportunity that is getting gifted to us. And on December 12th and 13th, on a Saturday and, and Sunday evening, we're going to have a live nativity, and we're going to proclaim and celebrate the birth of Christ in this world. And in the comfort and the safety of your own vehicle, you're going to be able to drive throughout our campus, and you're going to go back in time. As our drama team, there's going to be narration on our own FM radio station that's going to be transmitted here within 100 or 200 yards of our church. And you're going to be able to hear the story of Christ being born. You're going to see our drama team out there. You're going to see our church surrounded by animals like maybe a llama and a cow, some sheep and a camel. And you're going to be able to have the opportunity to bring a can of food and to give it to someone in need. As we'll be collecting those as you enter. And you're going to hear the sights and sounds of Christmas as you weave your way around our church and you come to the manger and you remember and you celebrate with us that Christ indeed is born 
this day in the city of David so many years ago, Christ has been born in this world. These are the kinds of things, my friends, that we are excited to share with this community. What would it be like? What if we all bound together, even in the midst of this crazy time, even with threat of persecution, even with threats of so many things that want to keep us uh, from spreading the gospel? What would it be like if we all bound together and fully committed our lives to the Lord, fully committed to God. You know, I've heard throughout the year, as the stock market has gone up and down, they bring the experts out, and a lot of the financial people say, don't worry, don't base your portfolios on the up and downs, the daily up and downs of the market, but instead commit to the long term, and you know that works for life too. How important it is that we make those long-term commitments, because after all, the fact is, you can't live without making a commitment. You can't get a driver's license without a commitment. You can't get married without commitment. You can't buy a house without a commitment. And what would it look like if we all fully devoted ourselves to the Lord? Now, the scripture that I want to leave you with today is found in the Old Testament. And here we discover in 2 Chronicles chapter 16 and verse 9, we find that God had sent the prophet Hananiah to remind the popular ruler at the time, Asa, that he was not being reliant upon the Lord. And the prophet came with this message, the eyes of the Lord range throughout the earth to strengthen those whose hearts are fully committed to him. I want to say to you, what if you would be fully committed to God? God is looking for people to use in this world. God is looking for people to bless in this world. God is looking for people who want to strengthen in this world the church. And the only qualification for that is that you would fully commit. I wonder today if you would fully commit as we endeavor to reach the kids, the children, the youth, to be those who support families, and to help those who are struggling today, spiritually famished, hear the gospel of Jesus Christ and give them the hope that we have. As Jim said, we do have these orange cards that are available, and it's a way of you committing committing yourself, because we talk about those five key characteristics of the life of a disciple. And folks, we need your prayers. More than ever right now, we need your prayers. You know, many ministers are leaving the pulpit because they're so discouraged. And I'm going to tell you today, we need your prayers. Your staff needs your prayers. These are hard times. We need to pray for your church family. Do you know there's many people that are struggling right now in their homes? They're separated from families. There's illness. There's people that really are so discouraged. They need your prayers. We all need to pray. Not only that, but folks, we need your presence. I know COVID's going to be over one of these days, but we need people to really be those who want to worship God daily. Magnify the Lord I want to challenge you to really commit to your presence here at the church as much as you can to be online with us during this COVID time. And, and once the masks come off and the vaccines come out and we get back to church to be part of this church family on a weekly basis. 
we want to encourage you to give today, to commit to helping us spread the gospel. We want to encourage you to serve today because there's so many places that we need help. From rolling up the extension cords and helping with our sound text to serving in the food pantry and helping with our youth, we need people who are willing to serve. And of course, we need your witness. Shining as a light in this world, pointing people to Jesus. I wonder today if you'll commit. Commit and join us to helping support the gospel message, the kingdom of God, the greatest story in all the world, to invest yourself in something that's going to outlast you and really something worthwhile to change a life for Jesus Christ. Will you do that? Let us pray. Almighty God, we ask today that you speak to our hearts with your wonderful message of hope and peace. We ask, God, that you would just pour out that special measure of your comfort and presence today, that you would come alongside this congregation, and that you would use us, Lord, to reach our families, our children, our youth, the hurting, the hopeless with that message, that life-transforming message of the gospel of salvation. May we fully commit to you. We pray and ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen.